What's up, Wheelers? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. But we're going to pretend like it do for today. <laughs> Just because it's Virgo season. Yeah, we're going to get grounded all up in the mystery of reality. We've missed you. We're glad to be back. We are. We're glad to be connecting with you throughout space and time and radio waves. But the truth of it is, we actually get to see quite a bit of you, or some of you. We've gotten a chance to like get to know some of you this year, meet some of you. Our breathwork peeps. Yeah, our webinar peeps, our astrology peeps. Our tarot cosmos peeps. So it's kind of nice having like a bit, like a deeper level of engagement with you all right now. I feel yeah. like I actually have faces and names of people who I feel like I'm talking to right now. Totally. It's less like one of those like one-way mirrors. Yeah, there was this show way before your time called Romper Room. Go on. Right? You've never heard of it? Never heard of it. It was basically hosted by this really kind, like, snow whitish like lady. Okay. And it was like, you would just watch, like, a bunch of kids hang out and, like, learn. And you would learn along with them. Uh-huh. And at the end of the show, she would be like, um, you know, bye, Karen. Bye, Sandy. Bye. Like, people would basically, like, write in their kids' names and she would actually like say bye or or maybe it was hello anyhow she would shout out actual like real kids or at least that's what the impression was maybe she was just pulling names out of like thin air oh my gosh but i just remember i was always watch like waiting for her to be like bye angel or hey angel that's fun yeah, we could I don't do think that it ever happened we could be like hey jackie <laughs> hey lisa yeah hey denise hey taylor hey laura <laughs> um should we introduce ourselves by the way yeah hey brandon hey angel who are you i am your favorite person you are my favorite person <laughs> that is very true quarantine has definitely cemented that role even, for you in my really? life yeah you're my favorite person even when we're having three fights in a day well mars is an aries what do you expect that was what Brandon said to me yesterday. He's like, are we done with all of our fights? Well, there were a lot. <laughs> there were a lot of they disagreements. They were discussions. They were, alter they were verbal altercations. altercations. <laughs> verbal altercations. Yeah, I only threw blows once. Uh, never. Um, I'm Angel Lopez. I am a writer and a film producer mm -hmm. and an astrologer. Angel gave his script to an actor, a well-known actor whose name we will not say on the podcast, to read. And last night at 11.30 p.m., Angel got an email from this very well-known actor who basically just said, I couldn't wait to tell you how much I loved your script, everything about it. And it was pretty major. And I'm really proud of Angel. It was. It was like a beautiful note to read this morning. Yeah. Like, just and it's heart. a big deal when an actor really responds to material because they're the ones that have to put it together in the first place, you know? Right. So that's really a big compliment. So I'm very proud of you and everything you've been working on these days. Thanks, honey. I appreciate that. And who are you? Me? Yeah, give us more about you. Oh, yes. Enough about me. What do you think about me? Um, the world. Uh, I'm Brandon Alter. I am a spiritual healer, I'm a tarot reader, and an astrologer. 
and a writer and, um, you know, a person in the world. You are. <laughs> you are a physical I'm being. A, I'm a physical person in the world. Moving through space. Moving through space and time. And time, sometimes. In a linear fashion. Yeah. I actually, I guess I forgot to say teacher, which I am these days. Yeah, we're teachers. We're teaching classes. Mm -hmm. We really are. Um, should we just like dive into a check-in? Yeah, let's just do it. Because a big part of my check-in is uh, this astrology class that we've been teaching. Chart and soul, the magic of astrology. <laughs> I love how you do that every time. <laughs> I actually don't do it in class. I, I really know, you need to. to do it more. All right, I'm getting to it. I need to buy you a cape to wear when you teach it so you can like oh throw gosh. your cape every time you say it. I know, the Walter Mercado effect. Hey man, you're a Puerto Rican astrologer. I Gotta know. honor your heritage. If y'all haven't watched Mucho Mucho Mord on Netflix, please then do. you are Mucho Mucho missing out. I just had a reading with someone on Zoom and when he came on, he was like, oh, I was expecting you to like be wearing a cape and something glamorous. And again, Walter Mercado effect. Yeah. You were I like, should have one. You're like, girl, it's quarantine. I am in, I am in my house. I you know. are lucky I put pants on. <laughs> I wasn't wearing pants. Oh, well, there you go. You're lucky I didn't put pants on. <laughs> but yeah, so the astrology course has been really amazing. Just ha having uh, this like sort of weekly check-in and just space to to gather with folks and talk about astrology and um you know it's exciting to be you know spreading our ideas our knowledge our queer magic our queer magic to folks and really connecting with them uh so that's been like you know just like a really positive thing in life right now and uh, beyond that, I've just been like, I'm just like working my butt off right now. Your little tuchus off. I really am. I, But it's good. Honestly, I feel like I'm in this space right now. It was just kind of came out of my meditation earlier today and just was in this space of like super presence. And um, I just feel that way. I feel like intensely just present with the energy, which just feels super propulsive and like I have to just keep going. Like I have a lot to do and I don't really have time to stop and think or be anxious or <laughs> all of the stuff that was kind of keeping me, I think from moving forward earlier this year. Um, I just feel like in the actual flow of it all right now so that being said i am looking a little forward to the mars retrograde because i could use a little bit of a slowdown but that's selfish of me because i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> for the world but <laughs> well but we'll talk more about that uh later because we're gonna do a deep dive into the rest of 2020's astrology yeah we're gonna kind of give a rundown of what you can expect from the cosmos and its effect on Earth for the rest of this really fascinating and uh, complex year we're all living in the midst of. I am feeling excited for what's to come, uh, but also 
Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm like, it's like when you get on a roller coaster and you're excited, but you're also bracing yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. But I just feel like, you know, the energy of now, I guess, again, for me, is just very like, just be present, just be present. So I'm just trying to do everything I can to continue to eliminate the things that get in my way from being present. What are those things? Well, I think just like anxious thoughts, mm-hmm. um, the internet. Mm, <laughs> sure. Like I don't need to spend an hour Googling Denise Richards. No. 20 minutes will do. <laughs> really, you just need 10. You know, I easily just like fall into, yeah, these like pits um, where I just, yeah, start like scrolling into things. I need a social media distance right now. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. Some social media distancing. Totally. So that's kind of the next frontier. Maybe that'll be part of the Mars retrograde for me. I think once Saturn enters into Aquarius, we're also going to be a little bit more assisted in how we create some boundaries and self-regulate around all the technology. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. We were doing pretty good with our phone hours, our no phone hours for a bit. Got to get back into that. Yeah, that is helpful. All right, well, let's recommit. Okay, we're back to it. <laughs> back to it. Here Don't we are. text us between 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. Yeah, we won't be getting back to you. Yeah. Well, not 10 a.m. No, I guess that's probably... <laughs> it's a little late. <laughs> I know. That'd probably be Brandon late. is 10 a.m. I'm, I'm like 9-ish. Okay. 8.30. We'll figure it out. If needed. Yeah, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. As are we. As are you, my love. How are you? How am I? Oh my goddess. I mean, it's been it's been a wild ride. It was really nice to take a break from the podcast just because we have so much on our plates right now. And so to have one thing not on the plate was a relief. But I did miss these little check-ins because to some degree I feel like we each get to know each other a little bit better in this like very specific container. And I also feel like I get to know myself a little bit better when I'm forced to really inquire within, like, what has been going on? And I think on a deep level, what's been going on for me is not dissimilar to what's been going on for you, which is a real surrender to the present and really just staying with the present moment and each day and each hour and what the real invitation is. We're in the midst of a wicked wild heat wave out here in Los Angeles but right before that hit I was getting out into Griffith Park like every other day and going for these like very long like six mile jog hikes and it was so nourishing for me to be connecting to nature in that way and I have Mars and Aries natally and so I think that was part of how I was like using up that energy um, so I'm definitely struggling a little bit that I can't kind of spend all that energy every day because it's like just too hot to go and do that. Um, But that was really helpful for a bit to kind of connect to nature. And I've been decolonizing my spiritual practice, which has been really interesting. And I think it's the next step in my own progression. But I've just had some awakenings, as I think everyone's been having some awakenings around appropriation and racism and just whitewashing. And I'm just realizing that there are things that I have learned as part of my spiritual practice, which I've never questioned before, even just using the word shamanism. And I've decided that for me, and this is a no-judgment situation, but just for me personally, I don't need to use the word shamanism anymore to describe what it is that I do. Um, I was really reticent 
to release that word for a long time because I was like, but no one will know what it is that I practice. But I don't actually think that's true. And the reason why I want to release it is because, you know, the word shaman is a very specific word that relates to Siberian healers that work with the spirits. And that word was kind of taken and essentially like whitewashed to apply to anybody that works with the spirits. And I don't think I need to perpetuate that kind of homogenization of spiritual practices. So I can just say, like, I'm a spiritual healer. I work with the spirits. And just looking at different parts of my spiritual practice and going like, well, do I really need to be using this particular herb or, you know, this particular crystal and reaching into my own lineage? I'm doing a really interesting ancestral exploration And I'm realizing that, like, you know, I'm a Jew on all four bloodlines, mother's mother, mother's father, father's mother, father's father. But there's a lot of, like, different types of Judaism, like, from different parts of Lithuania and the Ukraine and the Czech Republic. And so I had a really interesting experience where I've been really drawn to working with Moldavite recently. And I have a piece, but I I wanted to get some Moldavite earrings. And in doing some of this ancestor work, I realized that most of the world's Moldavite comes from this river in the Czech Republic. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I'm Czech. Like, this is native to my ancestry. It's your people's jewels. It's my people's rocks. And, you know, like, I love burning sage, and the sage that I burn, I grow in our little backyard. And the truth is, maybe I will continue to use that as part of my practice, but I'm curious right now, like, what are the herbs that, like, the Hebrew healers used, you know? Like, what is authentic to me? And so it's been a really interesting exploration. And in some ways, I feel a little unmoored. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. But in some ways, I'm like, no, this is really good because it's becoming more and more authentic and grounded and rooted in what is true for me. And that's not to say that we can't be inspired by other traditions. And I'm not coming for anybody specifically. It's just that like for me right now, I'm just kind of waking up to the idea that I can stay within my lineage and just explore what is true and beautiful and effective there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important and valuable. It's like you're almost even more so like personalizing your practice, you know? Yeah, I think I'm taking responsibility for my own divinity and relationships with spirits and that it doesn't have to look like anyone else And that at the end of the day, there are as many different spiritual practices as there are people on the planet. And I think we can teach people how to ask the right questions, but we can't teach people how to do anything Mm -hmm. because it's always going to be different. Yeah. So I'm grateful for like the space and the time. Mm -hmm. I've been in the moon card this month. That was my card for July. And the moon is like, you know, being in the strangeness where, you know, boundaries are dissolved and you're so far from ordinary reality. You're just like out in the ether. You're just like, you know, under the sea. And I've been feeling that way, but it's a, it's a good feeling to some degree to just like not know. And then all of a sudden you find something. Mm -hmm. And then shockwave, you're somewhere else. (laughs) Ba-bam. Here you are. Speaking of somewhere else, should we go to Rome or the French Riviera or off the coast of Mallorca? All of the above. We have been gone for a month. And in that time, we've we've been watching a lot of reality television, everyone. Yeah, we'll admit it. So let's take a moment and we want to give all of you 
a dose of reality. So, you know, we'll keep this brief-esque because we know not everyone wants to listen to us talk about the housewives. But the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they were in Rome. There was a lot of drama. Were they? Yeah, they were in Rome. Oh, I think I was asleep. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> it's been a little snoozy. They've they've been trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. There was some interesting tea that was yeah. spilled that Denise Richards allegedly had sex with Brandy Glanville. Mm-hmm. And said some nasty things about the housewives, um, which, as far as I'm concerned, were not untrue. <laughs> uh, she denied it. It came out in Rome. All hell broke loose. Yeah. Lisa Rinna squirted out some of those crocodile tears she's famous oh for. Oh, my gosh. Said, and I, I need to go to church. Oh I think God. I need to go to church. That was the best scene of the whole season. I'm kind of over the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right now. Yeah, well, good timing because the finale is this week. <laughs> well, there we go. We've timed it perfectly. Yeah, it just starts to feel like they are. I mean, look, all of these shows are very produced, but I just feel like the cracks show way too much in the Beverly Hills uh, series. Yeah, and it feels like there's a lot of like teaming up and just like group politics around what stories they're going to follow as opposed to just like a slightly more organic everyone producing themselves. Yeah, well, it's a lot of like, we just want everyone to be real. Like, we just want to see the real you. And meanwhile, I just feel like, Kyle, there's no way you and Kim didn't have a whole conversation on the phone, sans cameras about like, oh, well, why don't I just bring Brandy to the house? And like, she can tell you all on camera. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm like, like come on Capricorn like I know better like I've been watching these shows so it's just like but then it's all about you know Denise just isn't telling showing us the real her so I'm like well you're not showing the real you either so play the game better or like move on and like like let us enjoy the show as opposed to like this like weird kind of like witch hunt on like Denise like that show has just become like let's focus on one woman each season and just Just go after her totally and And there are some like weird homophobic undertones around the whole thing that like it's all centered around like her alleged like lesbian love affair right and everyone's like really uncomfortable around that yeah so it's gross (laughs) it's turning me off um yeah they need a break we all need a break But what's not turning me off, and we are so late to this party, y'all. Yeah, I'd actually like to begin by issuing a public apology apology to the entire cast of The Real Housewives of Potomac. In fact, we'd like to hold a press conference right now (laughs) to say, we're so sorry that we were asleep and y'all were doing it better than anyone else out there. Yeah. Um, such a good show it's such a good show I mean you guys since we last recorded a (laughs) podcast we have watched the full first three seasons of the Real Housewives of Potomac yeah Uh, and we are making our way furiously through the fourth so that we can catch up to real time yeah Um, I literally have never been more obsessed with a human being than Karen Huger she is my Taurus icon She's your Taurus North Node. She's my Taurus North Node. I literally told Angel I want to find like some sort of like gorgeous, like Andy Warhol-esque like print of Karen Huger's face and like frame it and put it on a wall somewhere. Because she just like, she plays it so well. Like she's not real. Like she has 
she has crafted a complete persona, but it is so amusing and entertaining and she is so consistent. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really am just thrilled. And and I just love all of them. Like there's so much drama, but they're so quick to like fight and forgive. They don't like get like hung up on things. They dress phenomenally. Like it's just great clothes without like going over the top. I'm looking at you, Dorit, Erica Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will say, I actually think they don't entirely move on and forgive, but they make the whole experience of of it entertaining. They do, you know, like it, and it and it feels actually grounded in like some real relationship. Yeah, some real relationship that it's like, no, I'm actually not going to forgive you because you're not owning your shit. You know, it it feels like you know honest conversation as opposed to like. Let's just communicate in front of the cameras. But they're also just incredibly entertaining. They're just so entertaining. No, <laughs> They're just amazing. like people I would actually like, you know, not spend prolonged amounts of time with. But I feel like I would definitely like hang out with them and have more fun. Oh, my God. Like if I could win tea with the Housewives of Potomac at like an auction, <laughs> I would I would probably spend totally. more than is smart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I, I would pay would... money to not have to attend that tea. Yeah, that would just be too much. It'd be stressful. And I wouldn't want to go to a tea with the Real Housewives of New York because I'm not drinking right now. And I just don't know how I would survive that. Yeah, considering... well, that would not be a tea, honey. Yeah, that what would did be you a happy say? hour. It's just the real alcohol of New York City <laughs> is what it is right now. They're all just like wasted every week. Thank God for Leah McSweeney. Yeah, she's she's the saving grace of that show. Oh, my gosh. She has breathed a new life into it and has really made me like want to see some sort of like complete just rebirth of that series i think i was telling you i was like they should just give me like leah and like a bunch of her girlfriends and just give me like sex in the city the reality show yes i know because she could really anchor that for me because i'm tired of like the old drunk are they socialites of the upper east side like it's it's unclear yeah how conservative are they all no way um but really, yeah, I just find it to feel it's been entertaining, though. It has been like a fun because the thing with them is that they they are the best at fighting and then moving on. Yeah. You know, with the exception of Dorinda. Well, and they're also not afraid to make fools of themselves. Like, yeah, the way Beverly Hills like is afraid to make a misstep like the New York Housewives are, are willing to pretty much do anything to make some good TV. Yeah, they actually have fun with each other. Yeah. Even if they're like, I hate you right now, but then they're like, oh, wait, let's not forget we're also having fun. Yeah, totally. So they, I think, are like my favorites of it. Okay, and lastly, just because so much has happened, and I'm sorry for my non-reality gazers (laughs) for dragging this out, but (laughs) Below Deck Mediterranean. Wow, it's coming into its final port, I think. I mean, talk about a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. (laughs) Truly, because the structure of Hannah... As the chief stew of this franchise is has become has dismantled. She's quit yachting. Well, Dowling, she was fired. I know. Because she had drugs on board. Yeah. But I mean, those drugs were questionable. Maritime law, honey. Maritime law. That's how maritime law works. So Hannah had some Valium, which she may or may not have been prescribed, but she clearly has anxiety, so I'm not coming yeah. for that. She had a weed pen that she alleges was CBD only, which is legal in Spain. Yeah, but that's questionable. But she had it, you know, in her purse. You know, the bosun Malia basically was a <laughs> the snake. The bosun Malia. Was a snake. Serious. And snake. pulled it out of her purse and took a picture of it and ratted her out to Captain Sandy. Mm-hmm. And we had to say goodbye to Hannah. 
Yeah, I felt bad. Like that's she's given so much to that series. It was kind of like such a shitty way for her to have to go out. A hundred percent. But she also has, you know, engendered a lot of sympathy from the fans because yeah. of going out in this way. And she's begun her own podcast, I read. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I want to listen. So she's doing her own thing. And, and she, she started an academy. A, a first to academy? Her and Anastasia, who was also on one of her seasons. Uh-huh. They've started a, an academy to like teach women, I think, how to like get into yachting. That's amazing. And to like empower women to like learn about it. Good for her. Yeah, she's doing good with her Well, platform. Hannah, we salute you. We do. I will salute her. But it is funny, yeah, the the Saturn Pluto of it all, because you had Kate Chastain leave earlier this year. Like yeah. they both they were like the anchors of both of their shows and they just left. Have left. So that's the thing about astrology, y'all, is like it happens everywhere. Like you can't yeah. you can't avoid it. Yeah, it shows up in the microcosm, ways. the macrocosm. I know. I've like found and this is I maybe I'm going too far now, but it's a big it's a big one for me. But I've really am like having a Saturn Pluto moment with Madonna. Wow. You guys, this is real. Honey, are you okay? I'm just like having a moment. What's happened? <laughs> you know, I have always had such a like intense, just passionate connection to her my whole life. Yeah. And honestly, like just some of her, not some of, a lot of her just again it's social media but it just feels like real expressions of herself have really turned me off and just kind of deconstructed uh my connection to her and i am just having to on some level like yeah sort of reapproach the structure of my relationship to madonna <laughs> But it's major because it's so, so foundational. Ashamed of myself. No, babe. <laughs> well, you can love who she's been and who she, and what she's meant to you. you can yeah. always love that. Yeah. And you know, and I'm always gonna like be open. I'm. I, I am. I would always be one of those housewives who's willing to forgive and forget and move forward. But as of right now, she would have to have a serious conversation with me and explain some of her ways of being. Yeah. Because I don't get it. Well, at the end of the day, like we're all imperfect. Of course. We're all flawed vessels. Yes. But that doesn't mean that what comes through us isn't immaculate and divine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so love the teaching, not the teacher. Right. Separate the art from the artist. And find a new diva to worship. Karen Huger. <laughs> she needs to be making music. I'm talking about a songstress. I mean, I already have others that I worship, so it's yeah. fine. I mean, there's been so much good music. I just don't know who would toggle to her position because it's it's just been one that is, you know, she has been my anchor. Yeah. On the below deck franchise of my divadom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should move on. <laughs> Y'all, strap on your spacesuits, your scuba suits, your time suits. It's time for this episode's Deep Dive, which is kind of a cosmic uh, update. And this spaceship is going to be piloted by Angel Lopez, astrologer extraordinaire. Bibs, please help us help us make sense of what the fuck is going on. 
Welcome to the magic <laughs> of astrology. <laughs> That's going to be my thing. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> Just say it like I'm swinging a cape. Uh, all right. Where are we? What's happening? Well, we're already past the midpoint of the year, but I feel like the back five months, four months are so log jammed with things, with activity that it almost feels like we're at the cosmic midpoint of mm-hmm. the year. It's that like, seems fair. Yeah, it's like we have definitely reached the top of the roller coaster. And we are we are we are on it. We're on the Whee! ride. I mean, if yeah. we all thought we were on the ride before, I think we were just kind of going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but uh where do we begin? I mean, you know, Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto are like the big headlines of this year. Maybe a good time to introduce the analogy that I used in class. Oh, my God. The big little lies explanation of what's happening astrologically. So hopefully for those of you who watched Big Little Lies, this feels relevant. Um, But we have, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, a.k.a. Pluto and Saturn. And, you know, they've been hanging out together in Capricorn. Lots of deep, intense business. Again, Pluto, that transformer from a soul level, from the depths of our psychology. We got to pull it all out of the of the cave and bring it into the light so we can, you know, figure out what the fuck we're what we're fuck we're doing. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. She's totally Pluto. Yeah. And then Sag or Sag and then Saturn Reese. Uh, who, uh, you know, is the teacher, but the slightly stern teacher, uh, but the one who's here to like, you know, make us grow up, take responsibility, uh, for our actions, for our beliefs, and, you know, ultimately wants us, yeah, to grow up, uh, wherever it is we need to at this moment in time. So the two of them, you know, met up at the start of the year toward the end of January and have you know, been kind of toggling through the last 10 degrees and even into the first couple degrees of Sa- of Aquarius, which Saturn did. But then Saturn did that retrograde turn and came back and is like, we did not handle our business. We did not complete our transformation. We did not tear down these structures that we've been living upon the way that we said we needed to. We need to revisit them. And so here we are. We're in that space right now. There's an invitation into like thoroughness, it seems like. Completely. Like things have been left incomplete and we need to fully demolish. Yeah. And obviously that's happening on a global level. Um, You know, I think a lot of people are experiencing that. Um, in their governments or their neighborhoods. But, you know, everyone is on some level experiencing this in their personal life, in some area. So it's a ton of responsibility because we're not only feeling responsible for our own lives and the changes we want to make, but we're also feeling responsible for the our place in the world and in some ways the future that we're co-creating because capricorn's all about big future plans totally yeah i think that's why you've seen some you know people say like i i had read was reading something i don't remember where it was but just how there was this sense of like some of the older generations kind of feeling like we 
like there was like some guilt around like having like sort of been like just kind of blissfully moving through with this undercurrent of knowledge that yeah we're kind of fucking things up but it'll fix itself it'll figure itself out yeah um but the more and more you pile that on uh the more and more you find yourself in the position we are in today. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, just to think about, you know, Saturn and Pluto as like a restructuring and, and a dissolution in some way. And I feel like a lot of what I've been struggling with is that like the future I was promised has disappeared. Mm-hmm. And now it's like having to rebuild a brand new sense of what the future can hold. Right. Cause so much of like, you know, I'm 35 years old. Like what I was promised, like what I was told I was like working my life for, you know, it doesn't exist really anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so continue with your big little lies analogy. So, All right, so those two are hanging out, and then along comes, you know, Jupiter. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Hey, hey, what you guys doing? Hey, everybody. I have a secret to tell you, and I'm here to kind of blow up your world. Even more. Expand it. Let's right. make this story bigger. Because that's what Jupiter does, right? Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, the gorgeous, the poverty, the wealth. It just expands whatever it touches. Yeah. One, Jupiter really comes in to try and like urge the personal growth aspects too. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's learn from this. Um, you know, so also has like a teacher component as well. Uh, so yeah, so Jupiter's come along and is on some level trying to kind of help this transformation, help to grow this transformation for everyone, trying to grow this transformation that we're all going through. Um, you know, that's the like, the conversations that people are having with each other, the, or, you know, the more awareness and activity and participation and organizations and movements and all of these things. You know, Jupiter is like, come on, let's progress. Let's move forward. Uh, so, you know, in some area of your life, and we're really talking about even just the Capricorn area of your life. If you know, you know, with astrology, we're talking about houses, you know, so Capricorn is moving through one of your, your charts, 12 houses, uh, and is trying to kind of, you know, approach from that place of, yeah, restructure, rebuild, um, well, demolish and then restructure. Yeah. Cause that's Pluto. Pluto's. Pluto's the bomb going off. Exactly. And then the dust settles and then you go, all right. Let's what do we do scratch. with this? Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so I guess just to kind of help people, would you, do you feel like you have a sense of how that's working in your chart? Well, Capricorn's my 10th house. Mm-hmm. So it's my career house, right? Mm-hmm. So COVID came in. And I'd been trying to get out of teaching Pilates for years now. And all of a sudden, like, I couldn't go into the studio anymore. I literally couldn't teach. And because of that, um, something I'd been trying to do for myself but had been unsuccessful in doing was immediately, like, taken away. Like, that was the bomb going off. And then with all of this space and time, I was able to, like, step full-time into my role as, like, a healer and a teacher And so all of a sudden there's like these online classes that we're teaching and that we're facilitating. So Jupiter's like expanding that. But it's also had me face in myself like where I've been reticent to acknowledge that like I am a teacher and I am ready to be a teacher. 
because I always felt like, well, I don't know enough or like, who am I to like say that like I can lead you somewhere. But it was really about like a deep and a lot of this was the shadow work that I was doing, like a deep soul transformation around like accepting that I have divinity because everyone has divinity. Like Mm -hmm. we're all God reminding each other that we're all God. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of my 10th house stuff. Like, so I can sit here and say like, I'm a spiritual healer and you know, I have divinity and you have divinity and let's remind each other how that's supposed to be expressed in the world. Um, and it's Saturn. So it's like taking responsibility for it and like doing the work and like showing up. So to me, because it's, you know, 10th house. So it's easier to see, I think, because the 10th house is like what the world sees in you. Yeah. Um, it's been very clear. Like for me, it's in my ninth house, which is the house of like beliefs, knowledge, learning. Um, I think I have, I mean, it's sort of where the student and the teacher both reside. Uh, so for me, it has been a year of really, yeah, having to step into myself as a teacher, literally. Um, and double down on my beliefs, you know, and and speaking my beliefs as my truth and ideally inspiring others to do the same for themselves or at least to inspire others to get a sense of what they believe. And I feel like a lot of my work has been around that, but it was also similar to you. It was also stuff that I wasn't fully accepting. Um, But I think I've had to even just challenge myself on beliefs that I've had about myself and what I feel I've learned about myself and how to shift that. And with Jupiter there, it's now expanding my, you know, my sense of knowledge around the subjects. I feel like I'm diving in a more focused way into astrology. I'm diving in a more focused way into writing, you know, screenwriting. Totally. I'm just really kind of like, okay, I see you, like you're the direction, you know, with producing, just like I know my lane now with producing, like how do I be in service to that work, you know, in the best way and use my knowledge in it. Um, so that's kind of how those three operate yeah, and have been and will continue to. So yeah, they're all retrograde right now. They're all kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's been like a bit of a slowdown. Like we've been kind of on, we were put on simmer, our, our transformation, our growth. Uh, but they're all going to start to go direct again. And when they start to go direct, uh, you know, that's going to be a big part of like a full steam ahead with it again, like part two of the full steam ahead. So what is the full steam ahead? Well, the full steam ahead is actually, I think we've already kind of been, it's been a little bit triggered um, because we have another player involved. Oh. Laura Dern. Oh, I was wondering when she was going to show up. <laughs> what was her name in the show again? Like Renata. 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 I mean, iconic character. Iconic. Uh, so who's she in the sky? She is Mars. Of course she is. <laughs> of course she <laughs> the is. The planet of war and aggression. Yep. Sounds about right to me. <laughs> She's definitely the best fighter. Uh, but so Mars uh, moved into Aries uh, earlier this summer. And the goddess of war 
on the battlefield. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like in its element, like totally. got its favorite fucking armor back from the dry cleaner. Totally. And it's like, oh, I'm feeling myself. I'm just like imagining Renata, like in the courtroom wearing some sort of like amazing <laughs> outfit, just like litigating her ass off. Totally. Just like in the zone. Uh, and that's what Mars is doing right now. But you know, Mars like, yeah, has an aggressive nature, wants to push forward, wants to get shit done. Um, you know, feels like inspired to get its shit done. Um, and it's really about like new beginnings as well, you know, like wants to begin new projects. Uh, I think on some level that is too, you know, I'm just coming from sort of a U.S. standpoint, but, you know, we're all starting to be like, okay, now it was like perfectly timed with this fucking terrible election coming up of like, all right, here we go. Like, it's time for the new beginning energy. Like, like, what are we going to, how are we going to manifest that in some way, you know? Um, and so Mars, Mars has been trudging forth. So Mars has been trudging forth and trying to activate everyone on, in some way, pushing a lot of energy, momentum into us all aggression as well uh but they because of the relationship that aries and capricorn have to each other they form what is called a square to each other a stressful aspect yes which is a square you know you can think mathematically it's 90 degrees so, so it comes to a head yeah they're pretty much you know it's any two uh any planets that are in uh signs that are basically like three apart from each other and at the same degree point. Uh, so Capricorn and Aries. So Aries, uh, so Mars has been squaring Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, and just kind of like finding itself coming up to its first big wall, you know? So it's like, here we go. I'm ready. I'm charging forth. You know, I'm on the battlefield. And then it's suddenly like its first big like battle you know, shows up. And really, I think the way they all work is like, you know, Saturn's like, you know, are you sure you want to be doing this right now? Like, are you sure you got everything you need? Like, are you sure you don't need to like go back and grab those other weapons? Cause this is maybe a different fight than you thought it was. Um, you know, Pluto's like, have you really like done all the work in the tr personal transformation that you need to? Did you, skip some steps, you know, and Jupiter is there to be like, Hey, I'm here to help. Let me try to still give you some energy, still give you that life force that you need, even though you're facing some of this shit, but also let me try and give you some wisdom as well to take into this. Don't just go in all fucking like Aries, like just energy, like physical energy. Well, it's interesting too, because a word I really associate with Capricorn is strategy. Yes. Oh, that's so important. Thank you. And so I feel like, you know, Mars and Aries is, is kind of like all action and impulse, which is great, mm -hmm. but there's maybe not a lot of strategy. And the truth is, is a square is really a collaboration if you can work with those energies. And so I imagine that those, those planets, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman and Shailene Woodley <laughs> are trying to bring some Capricorn strategy to that new beginnings energy when all that, you know, all Renata wants to do is just like move forwards. <laughs> totally. 
So we're all kind of feeling that. Like, I just want to move forwards. And the obstacles that present themselves are actually divine assistance to help us renegotiate the strategy that we need to move forwards. So well said. So, yeah, it's going to feel, though, in the real world, like, terrible, right? Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's going to feel like conflict. Yeah, It's going to feel like oppression. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to feel like a big fat no uh, when all you want is a yes, yes, yes. So we just had, uh, or we're having Mars square Saturn, which is the last of the three initial squares that will have happened already by the time this comes out. Uh, but it's they're all going to happen again because Mars will retrograde. That happens on September 10th. And Mars will be in that retrograde phase till around November 14th. So we're all going to start to feel a bit of the slowdown element as far as just trying to get that shit done. So just to be clear, Mars squares Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto three times. Yes. So it will happen three times for all of them. Got it. Uh, Yeah. The second time is going to come up uh, pretty much in the fall for both of them. And then uh, we get the third ones in like December and January. Once, twice, three times a lady. (laughs) So... You know, I think it's important to just know that, yeah, there is somewhat of a slowdown happening. Take that in the short term because it is Virgo season, which is the time to really like get into a new routine for yourself, uh, to be connecting to your relationship with health and your well-being and how your day-to-day activities just support your health and well-being. Um, so... I would embrace some of the slowdown energy so that you can just get back in touch with your inner self and make sure that you have, you know, weeded out anything that impedes you from, you know, accepting the new ways of being that want to come through in whatever areas of life you have Capricorn and you have Aries. I think it's super important to be paying attention to just those areas of life. And know that it is going to be a challenging, aggressive energy, you know, particularly September, October, November with that Mars retrograde. That doesn't mean that things still don't want to happen, but Mars is going to feel stifled to get it done. And so it becomes about just approach it more slowly, more methodically, more strategically, like you said, you know, like use this Virgo sun energy that we're in for the next month to just start to feel comfortable with the concept of like having more of a plan, you know, like really get in tune with like the actual physical rhythms that want to be in place in life. And I think Virgo is a lot about like what we do every day. Mm -hmm. And so getting really clear on like what your daily work is can be a place of refuge and sanctuary when the things you want to do in a bigger, badder, more global realm are a little thwarted or slowed down. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we know what our work is, that like every morning we wake up and we meditate and we do our stretches and like we do the work that sets us up to be able to go with the flow to some degree, to like work with the energies as opposed to trying to just like ram 
like Aries would, ram <laughs> our way through everything. Yep. Again, start the embrace of the slowdown now. Because October, November, I think the world is going to tell us that we need to slow down again. Um, those inner planets are all going to be moving direct. So, you know, they're, we're going to have to go back into that place that we were in, in sort of at the beginning of the year of like questioning a bit more of like who we are, what were our places, how we're doing it. What's the big picture for our lives? Are, is, there, is our day-to-day supporting it? Our actions supporting it? You know, the back half of October and that first couple of days of November, we're also going to have a Mercury retrograde. So with Mercury and Mars both retrograde, it's like our physical beings are going to both are are going to be slowed down. Our minds, our <laughs> physical energy, like we're just going to have to kind of like embrace the like, all right, y'all just settle down. What's the big picture here? Feels like a lot of miscommunication, a lot of misdirection. What a great time to be having a really important American presidential election. <laughs> totally. But I think it's just good to know that up front, you know? Yeah. And I think that because these squares don't really resolve until late January, to me, it kind of feels like the election is going to be contentious and disputed no matter what goes down. And that, like, it's going to take months to, like, fully unpack it and resolve it. Yeah. Like it's not going to be one and done clean. So I think it's important just for all of us, even if you're not, you know, in the United States, just know that whatever this is going to be for you is going to require a little bit of resilience and to approach these things sustainably, which is why Virgo season is so important to get us grounded into how to just take each day as it comes to move through our lives in a sustainable way, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, because the thing is, is we think we know where the finish line is, but it's actually further than that. Right. So if we are sprinting to the finish line, we're going to cross what we think is the finish line. We're going to be exhausted, depleted, and spent. And then someone's going to be like, but it's actually two miles down the road, babe. And we're going to be like, we have nothing else to give. So just know that. Like what you think is the finish line, it's a mirage, frankly. Yeah. So pace yourself and try to find the little reliefs that are available to you in every day. And eventually we will be on the other side of all of this transformational fuckery. Yeah, I believe so. I know so. I feel yeah. it. I feel mm-hmm. I feel the light at the end of the tunnel even though I haven't seen it yet. Right. But I feel it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think astrologically come November 15th when Mars goes direct, I think we're going to get some more action of like, "Oh, okay. This is where we're heading." Yeah. Like we'll start to really feel it more just for all of us in our, yeah, collectively, but also just in our lives. Like it'll start to, everything will start be be moving forward again. And, but I think between just in the last couple of weeks and those first couple of weeks of November, we're in the like, we're already in the story, but it's like pace yourself. I know that Mars energy feels like push, go, do, do, do. Um, But do what you can to kind of, I mean, utilize that energy because it's here for you. Um, But just know that the slowdown's coming. So start now to like find ways to like just ease the slowdown into your routine, Mm -hmm. you know, to take some more breaths um, so that it doesn't like feel like you're shooting 100 miles per hour down a highway and then suddenly like there are red headlights in front of you and you're like, fuck, (laughs) hit the brake. You know, like 
just start to be a little more, you know, look a little further under the horizon. And do get a good sense for yourself where this is going to show up in your life by looking at what house of your chart is ruled by Aries and by Capricorn, because that's where the squares are happening for you. And no, too, there's a whole other element to this, too, which I didn't get to, which is Zoe Kravitz and Uranus uh, in Taurus, which is all about like, you know, getting a little more like stable in our authentic selves, you know, like kind of planting the seeds of like our our authentic selves, our uniqueness. And it's retrograde right now. So it's like we have to get a little comfortable in the instability. You know, we don't really have a choice because Uranus came along and fucking shoved somebody hard and went we all went oh shit that just happened okay so also i'm inspired to build something new i'm inspired to grow uh, i'm inspired to build this new life for myself but uh it doesn't have to be built in the next 20 minutes yeah well when we talk about uranus as the planet of liberation but also of chaos. Mm -hmm. And I actually think chaos is a byproduct of liberation. Yeah. Because I think when you're moving from an old way of being to a new way of being, somewhere in the middle, because you're not quite where you're going and you're no longer where you've been, it feels like a chaotic shitstorm, you know? Totally. And so chaos is actually a good indicator that you're moving towards something new. So if you feel like there's chaos around you or even you are feeling chaotic, not knowing entirely who you are or what you stand for or what you believe in. It's because you are in that transformation and just keep going, right? Like mm -hmm. when you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't like sit down and bemoan your fate. Like just <laughs> keep going. We're going to get through this. And then we'll all have a party on the other side. Ugh. Just a big cosmic dance. Oh, I know. I can't wait until the world reopens and we can see everybody. And I mean, like, remember when we thought we were going to host a retreat in, <laughs> yeah, in, September, in September of 2020? That would have been a hot mess. Oh, my goddess. I know. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I just I'm going to hold the high vision for like a big gazer dance party at some point. In 2021. Oh, I would love that. So, you know, this is broad strokes astrology. And every day there's something going on. But that's also why we've got our monthly webinars, because we do go into things a little bit more specifically. And we talk about like literally the days. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested, then join us for a webinar. It's basically like this. It's like the podcast, except you can see us. And you can yeah. actually interact with us and in we real can see time. some of you. Yeah, we. I mean, those of you that turn your cameras on we get to see you and your beautiful know, faces yeah um and so i think let's finish up with a tarot card for for the episode oh yeah. that old chestnut that old chestnut let's do it and if you don't follow us on instagram you know i pull a card for the collective every week on friday so if you're looking for more guidance just know we're giving it to you your weekly cosmic tarot forecast but this is a card for Whenever you listen to this episode. Yeah, and we should probably just like start putting that video in the newsletter for people who don't have Instagram. Oh, that's a good idea. I will try to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, we could do it. All right. So take a moment, everybody. Close your eyes. Get grounded. You know, especially in Virgo season, it's a great time to come back to the body. 
to plant yourself back in the earth. So just taking a couple deep breaths, feeling yourself inside your hands and your feet, inside your belly and your heart. And listening to the cards as I shuffle them, as we ask for one message that will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. One card, like an oar, to row us forwards. Oh my goddess. Okay. It's the Six of Swords, which is literally a boatman with like one of those, like you know in Venice, the way they have those like long sticks, Mm -hmm. literally like rowing a boat forwards, which I just think is so funny because I just said, I just asked for a card like an oar to row us forwards and here's literally the the six of swords. So the six of swords literally is the energy of moving from one old way of thinking to the new way of thinking. It's a card about travel and the old school tarot readers would talk about it like a little bit more literally, like you're going to go somewhere. But to me, it's really about mental travel. Um, because swords are about the mind, the stories we tell ourselves. And so it's traveling away from the old way of doing things to the new way of doing things. It is the card that really speaks to mental expansion, as sixes are expansive, and swords rule all things mental. And I would encourage you to channel the energy of the six of swords and to give yourself permission to think about things in a new way. And I know that that's been happening for a lot of us as we've been reprioritizing our lives and our relationships, and that has a domino effect on every piece of our existence. And that's a good thing. So I would encourage everyone just to actually like even Google image search the Six of Swords because I think the image is really important in this in this situation because this is where we are. We're on this boat and this is maybe the chaos time, right? Like we're, we're out of sight of the land that we left and we can see where we're going. It's in the distance, but we're not there yet. We're still in that liminal space between but we know where we're headed and we know that it's going to expand us and what's also really interesting is in the boat is a cloaked figure and a child and i've always thought of them as like a mother and a child and virgo season is really the mother and the child virgo energy is the energy of you know the great mother um divine goddess energy whether that's the virgin mary or ishtar or isis Um, or series, and it's really your ability to nurture yourself, to be a mother to yourself. So here we are, each and every one of us, we're a mother and a child. We're in a boat, traveling away from where we've been, moving through uncharted territory to somewhere new, beautiful, and more true. And so long as we can keep our sights on where we're headed and allow the transformation mentally, that's going to allow us to reach that new land, we're going to be just fine. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to think about things in a new way. It's okay to admit where you've been wrong. And there's a sense of letting yourself, allowing yourself to be taken there. So even though we're talking about a lot of contentious energy coming up, there's also a sense of surrender. And that if you can surrender to the invitations that are right in front of you, even if they're not the ones you want. They're actually going to get you where you're wanting to go. Trust the currents. They'll get you where you need to be. And I just want to add too, like, be gentle with yourself during these processes. 
I mean, we're all going through this intense transformation. Oh, we are? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. And it's been thrust upon us all. It is on some deeper level for our soul's growth, our world's growth, but it's painful and challenging and confusing. And I know there's a lot of conversation. I know we say a lot about like, you know, take responsibility for your transformation, like, you know, all of these things. But at the same time, too, like, it's not easy. You're not being graded on how well you transformed at the end of this year. Some of it's going to feel really subtle. And so just, again, do your best to be present to the boat ride, (laughs) too. You know, you're doing great, baby. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening. We're back. We'll be here every other week. Yes. We're going to try to figure out how to start doing some spirit talks via Zoom. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know what it was, y'all? We just like, I'm super fucking perfectionist. And I'm like, I want it to sound perfect. Uh, But now I'm just like, I just want to be having conversations with people. So So sound quality might be a little (laughs) Zoomy. We're going to figure it out. But it's going to be okay. Um, Speaking of Zoom, Tarot Cosmos, our 12-week tarot class. Ooh, she's coming up. Deep dive into your intuition. We did it in the spring. It was truly magic. We are opening it up. We're doing it again. So if you are interested, there's an early bird special pricing situation. If you sign up before September 1st, information on the website. And we look forward to connecting with those of you who are interested in really working out your intuition. And this is perfect for people who have never pulled a card in their life, who don't know how their intuition manifests. And it's also great for people that have been reading for a really long time. Um, A lot of really good information. And it's, again, just like a weekly sanctuary. It's a check-in for us to hold space for you to kind of move through whatever it is you're moving through. Um, And, of course, we've got our breathwork circles that happen every other Saturday. I love me some breathwork circles. If you've never done breathwork before, babies, it is such sweet, powerful, and really, like, surprisingly intense medicine. Um, And gorgeous and beautiful and vulnerable. I love it. Um, So come breathe with us. The playlists are always off the chain, thanks to Angels, Mars, and Pisces. (laughs) Um, Give me a playlist. And, you know, sign up for the newsletter, slide into our DMs. Thank you for wishing Noche a happy birthday. Yeah. He really appreciated it. And until next time, this has been your transit through the spiritual game.